did we see? Nebraska is currently frosted. It's a cold day in Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cold day in Nebraska. They've uh, let go of the Scott Frost experiment. Scott Frost and his uh, fictitious national championship, Scott Frost and his coming home parade where he thought he was going to make the I'm coming home like LeBron speech and go back to glory. Scott Frost and his losing to every mediocre team that exists in college football right now. Scott Frost, Mr. Frosted Flakes, they're not so great. Scott Frost, sir, I hope you have fun coaching in uh, high school. I don't know who's going to give Scott Frost a coaching opportunity now after his uh, recent journey into the state of Nebraska. The Cornhuskers are searching for a new coach. A lot of people are screaming for Hugh Freeze, but apparently Hugh Freeze is the name everybody throws out every single time that there's a coaching search that exists. Um, So I don't know what Nebraska is going to do at this point going forward. What I do know is that I'm thankful for the mediocrity there because we got a flip out of them recently in um, a commitment. And I just look forward to seeing Nebraska continue to be mediocre and be one of those programs that's mediocre and allows us to feel better about the things that we do in mediocrity. Because today, we can all celebrate the fact that as Auburn fans, at least we're not Nebraska. Thanks. Thank you, Scott Frost. True. True. You know what's wild about the Scott Frost thing, Ike, is, is that if they had waited five weeks, they would have saved like $8 million. But they so couldn't they, because it got so bad so fast. Like, literally, <laughs> if they had fired him five weeks from now, he they would, his buyout would have dropped from like $16 million to seven or something like that, or, or 14 to seven. It was It was a lot of money. It was a significant amount of money they're paying to let him go early in the season. Listen, sometimes that seat gets so hot, can't wait, bro. Oh, my goodness. $7 million <laughs> worth of hot? Woo. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think they might have done that because he's like an old legacy letterman. Yeah, like, listen, Scott. All right, man. Listen, it's not working. We'll give you the extra money, but you okay? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. Like maybe as a favor to him. Right. Like, man, I need friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> Seven million dollars. Hey, coach of football. Have two good seasons as a coordinator. Get that big head coaching job and quit, oh, and you'll be boy. fine for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, just I don't know, man. I, I think you. I think a small school might pick him up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that's where he was. That's where he was before he got to Nebraska. Job, maybe so. they will assume he can reproduce whatever he had at UCF. Yeah, but he can go uh, too late. I'm wondering if it was it <laughs> was lame. He could yeah. just wait till the UCF job comes back open. Right back home. Which speaking of me, which, <laughs> which brings me. <laughs> what did we see, UCF fans? <laughs> oh man! Wow. Two years ago. Was it two years or was it last? It was last year. Last year. We tried to tell you. But you know what we kept hearing from you guys? We kept being reminded of your undefeated season, which didn't make sense because you beat the guy that you got. That didn't make that never made sense. You didn't want to hear anything we had to say about your head coach. Nothing. You you won't want to hear nothing about him. We tried to warn you. We tried to tell you that, hey, we're here when things get tough. Okay? We understand what you're about to go through. Mm. They play Louisville. And in true Gus fashion, their offense got off to a strong start. 
it looks like they were just going to be running up and down the field all game. And then they, as usual and expected under Gus Malzahn, his offense hits the wall and they go scoreless for several drives. Mm. Travis Williams' defense was looking great, getting stops. Louisville has a pretty dynamic QB back there. He wasn't he wasn't really eating a lot early in the game, but because Travis Williams' defense had to stay on the field, Louisville eventually figured it out and they climbed their way back into the lead and never looked back. Remind you of anything, guys, for the past eight years or past before our new coach? Mm. What is even so funny about this, Gus got this whole fan base tripping that UCF's Twitter posted the final tweet and put in a size four font the score of the game. (laughs) What? Go look at it. That's what Gus is doing to this fan base. You see big final and you have to pull out your magnifying glass to see the score. That's Yikes, how he man. has UCF fans feeling right now. I just want to let you guys know, <laughs> we're here for you. We understand. And it's just year two for you guys. You got six more to go. <laughs> you got six more of this, to, six more oh, years of this oh, to go. Only if he pulls off some miraculous run. Oh, um, wait for it. He'll they, do it. Yeah. He'll do it. He'll, he'll do it. He will definitely do it. And here's what's so bad about where UCF is. The least thing we could say is that when a QB transfer from Gus, he didn't go anywhere successful. Which brings me to Dylan Gabriel. Mm. Yesterday, Mm. for Oklahoma, he went 21 for 28, 296 yards and three touchdowns. You're watching your QB go out here and tear it up at Oklahoma, and you could have had him. What Plumlee did. (laughs) What a plumbly dude. <laughs> Somebody actually put that stat line. 16 of 34. Thanks. <laughs> 16 of 34, 131 yards, and an INT. Yikes. 16 yeah, of fans. 34 is yikes level. Hey, but he ran the ball well at times. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Fine. UCF fans, whenever, I think this is Sunday. Isn't there a scripture in the Bible, Ike, Mike, and B? That says pride comes before the fall. I tried to warn pride you guys. Pride before destruction and the haughty spirit comes before the fall is what it says. Well, get, well, bi- get biblical on them. Yeah. Preach, preach mm-hmm. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. UCF. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> Whenever you're ready to stop yelling at your, 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 your faux championship and the fact that you beat us with the coach against the coach that you have now, we're here for you. Okay? Because only we know how you feel. <laughs> this is a really good question about Ben Bloodworth. How is Gus so good at getting the exact same performance out of every quarterback? <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, all right. That, that's how you know it's Gus. Ben, ben, oh ben's ben's been on fire God. lately. Yes. Ben has been on fire lately. That Jesus, is hilarious, for, bro. Jesus, speak for yourself. I ain't here for nobody. Screw them. <laughs> they came after me on Twitter. They came after me on my Twitter's well, I tried to tell them, hey, that's fine. Calm, that's maybe fine, just, Mike. I, I don't, I'm okay oh, with the hope. Shoot. Just don't come for Petty Auburn Pentagrass. fans. Just don't come for us. They came for me. And I'm like, hey, listen, you just might want to check who your coach is. But okay, like, I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to let this play out. And it's going to look good yeah. at times. Because nobody's saying he's the worst coach ever. 
just temper your expectations. You know, it's a lot of money to pay for inconsistencies. I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, listen. No, no. Listen. Now, here's the thing, because UCF fans were. I understand the arrogance because you were having a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, listen, Scott, times. <laughs> Scott Frost was, he had resurrected the program, mm-hmm. right? Then around. he leaves, mm-hmm. then he leaves, you still having success. So you're thinking, hey, Gus coached at Auburn, he had, he went to a national championship, why not? Keep the party going. No, friends, no. Yeah, no. No. There's yeah. a reason he's at UCF. He was that good, he'd still be at all. He'd still be here. Yeah. No, but again, the narrative was we shouldn't have fired. Because who else is going to beat Bama three out of eight times? Like that, yeah. that was entirely <laughs> val- Gus's value on the national stage. He was consistently couple above 500, and he always had you within a breath of feeling like you were there. And that was the, it was, it was the, we were close feeling every year it felt like next year was going to be the year we're going to turn the quarter next year because it we've seen it happen before he can get us back there in 2017 reminded everybody he can get you close yeah well it's auburn so you're always going to get decent athletes here you're always going to get jarquez hunter type athletes here that nobody sees coming but they're definitely like you know he was a three-star that was really a four or five-star type guy you're going to get those guys here the point was is is that your offensive play calling and your QB development were lacking. Your system right. did not prepare guys for the NFL at a high level. You know, um, and it wasn't scouts. innovative. Yeah, I mean, it's just bottom line is he just never evolved, and he just seemed willing to die on that hill. Now you're taking that same thing to UCF, and I'm like, man, like I'm not saying he's selling snake oil, but how many times can somebody buy the same product, read the same review, and then somebody else buy the same product? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> what did what? we see? Uh, lots of sadness around college football this weekend. We saw many teams lose. Fortunately, Auburn did not make the B-Wills bums list. A fact of which I'm happy because we will give the smoke to our own school. But this week, we saved the smoke for the, for the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yikes, man. Yikes. You lost to Marshall. You look like crap. I'm not going to use the other word because it's Sunday. But you look like crap. You didn't play well. And the playoff is coming. You guys aren't in a conference. It's time for Notre Dame arrogance to just come down five notches. This whole we invented football thing that they have, this whole we're up there with... Ohio State and Alabama and Texas in the battles of greatness. This is a low, low. What are they, 0-3? Is it 0-3 now? Uh, 0-2 this year, but he's the, I think he's the first. Someone told me he's the first QB. I mean, he's the first coach in Notre Dame history to start off 0-3. 0-3, 0-3 man, for this yeah. coach. I hate it for him. He seems like a nice guy. But your fans make it easy for me to give this speech today. Notre Dame sucks. And I don't have a whole lot to say about this, guys, before I turn this over to B-Will. Again, I'm ceding my time, (laughs) most of my time, (laughs) to the better speech today. But Notre Dame sucks. And I don't want to hear anything from you until you join the conference. And you have to recruit against geographical rivals consistently. 
Join a damn conference, man. Join a conference, join a conference, join a conference. You suck. And you <laughs> suck by yourself. You suck independently. <laughs> you are an independent a-hole. You suck by yourself. Lone wolf. That's good. Right? BYU is independent, and they're better than you. Come on, man. You have fallen behind BYU as a program. I know the number to a good therapist if you guys need to talk to somebody about it. But the truth was, Brian Kelly was a mid-coach. He knew how to manage his mess. Now he's gone, and you have to replace his midness. And you're finding out, maybe, as mid as he was, he overachieved a little bit with this program. Two loss to Marshall. And before anybody comes at me about us struggling with San Jose State, I tweeted out yesterday, a struggle win is greater than a struggle loss any day. Because lots of people had struggle losses. Notre Dame made the list. And I can't wait to hear what B-Will is going to have to say about them on the next episode of B-Will's Bums. Premiering whenever he does it. (laughs) And coming to a pod near you. So... That's, that's all I've got. Notre Dame, I mean, we just have to remember, like, you know, if you ever get in a place where you feel like you're okay with Notre Dame, just remember they killed a guy. And that guy could have been me. That guy could have been me. That's not funny. But the way you judge, the, the, the judgment, the judgment. I am judging. You sent, a, you sent a camera guy up on a scissor lift to film football practice in 30-mile-per-hour winds. Oh, man. Negligence. That's terrible. I hope you lose every game from now until the end of the season. The dude tweeted before he died, this is terrifying. (laughs) And the head football coach never stopped. Nobody. Football was so important. Nobody said, let's get the guy on the lift out of the 30-mile-per-hour wins. Notre Dame, you owe... I mean, the family was very gracious about it, but I've been sour on Notre Dame since. And when Bama gave you that absolute beatdown in 2012, you earned it. Just like you earned this whooping from Marshall. Because y'all may have a movie with Rudy, but damn it, Marshall came in and said, we got a movie too. We are Marshall. <laughs> they made a movie about us too. You ain't special. Screw Notre Dame. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. What did For all we who say? have listened to the first episode can you, of Can you call him by his, by his, uh, his, uh, his Jimothy T. Oh, Fisher. That's what's on the birth certificate. And the yes. T is for trash. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the first episode trash of the bundle list, right? I tell you why. And how I hate 
I don't hate anybody who is trying their best and getting something that I'm not getting. That is despicable hate. That's not what I want. I want people who get praise to deserve it, who get money to deserve it. I want people who are heralded as great to be deserving of that heralding. That's why Nick Saban's always on my list. Jimbo Fisher is a very rare case. Do you know why? We have a cycle of coaching in NCAA football that starts with being a hot coordinator, a hot group of five head coach, and then a bad head coach at a major program. <laughs> Usually after that, they sink into the doldrums. They have to be an assistant on somebody's staff. They fight their way back up to get a group of five head coaching job. And then maybe they get a second chance on the major stage. They get a second chance. Bobby Petrino got an opportunity to come back and end up at Louisville again. It happens. Who's doing that right now? Liberty. You freeze. The first name off everybody's lips when a head coaching job comes open. Ed Orgeron probably will never coach again in his life. No. Mm-hmm. He got the money. He played the cycle. He got the win. He got out the game. Gene Chizik has his name come back up for any head coaching jobs since he won a national championship as a head coach. No. Our offensive coordinator in 2020, right? He had a shot, hot coordinator for Clemson. Don't, 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 don't name, don't, don't do that to Lawrence today. Head coach at SMU. All right. Showed well, went to Arkansas, flamed out. He's out of here. I have a problem. You see. Jimbo Fisher won a national championship in 2013, Mm. made the first playoff in 2014. It was so evident to me that it was the product of exceptional talent, which he was not even responsible for recruiting. The legend of Bobby Bowden built Florida State, and it filled the cupboard at Florida State. Jimbo made the best of the situation he had. That deserves some credit, sure. Since then, Jimbo Fisher has been less deserving of his stature than any other head coach in the country. That's Scott Frost included because Scott Frost got what he deserved today. Scott Frost got what he deserved. Ed Orgeron got what he deserved. Gene Chizik got what he deserved. How do you go from a national championship at what was a recruiting powerhouse to letting Clemson get on the rise on your Watch, Mm. letting your team fall off a cliff, the offensive line fell off a cliff. Players got seriously injured at quarterback. Francois couldn't finish the season, and it wasn't an ankle or an ACL. It was rib injuries. (laughs) Once the team finishes falling apart, you run. You run to the idiots who are willing to pay any amount of money to have a head coach that could do something better than Kevin Sumlin. Because I... Kevin Sumlin was a bad head coach. Well, you were not to be outdone, were you, Jimothy? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) In the first 50 games as head coach, Kevin Sumlin was 36 and 14. Jimothy Fisher, 35 and 15. Ranked wins, Jimbo seven. Kevin Sumlin, nine. Ranked road wins, Jimbo zero. Kevin Sumlin, five. Losses to G5 schools, well... You couldn't be outdone, could you, Jimbo? <laughs> you had to bring it on home. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't lose any group. I've got to do this. The fact that they re-upped his contract last year 
because he beat Bama, made his buyout close to $100 million for what? For a season where Kellen Mond just didn't look terrible and okay? That's worth $100 million? What have they, have they done ever besides be okay in the one year that was literally an exception, not just on the field for them, but for the entirety of college football? I have never heard of any professional getting so much money for being so mediocre slash bad at their job. I have no idea whose nudes he has, whose wife's <laughs> sex tape he is in possession of. Something is happening. You are equipped with the best recruiting class ever. They say, we will pay you. We will overpay you. We will pay these recruits. Please. Texas A&M is the most desperate rich guy you have ever seen trolling bars and begging any girl who looks moderately decent. Maybe she'll go for it because you look terrible. Look, you picked the wrong girl. You saddled up <laughs> to the wrong one. She is not it, boss. It's not working. He has been the same dude since day one. He shouldn't even be a head coach. He should be head coaching. I, I don't know. Uh, Troy, I don't, he shouldn't even be a head coach. I'm I'm so astounded. I, I can't believe this. I want to fail and get richer when I fail. I want that. That's not the American dream. The American dream is working hard and getting rich. This is something different. I want this. Maybe I am a hater. <laughs> I want what Jimbo has right now. I want to fail and get rich failing. And when I do fail, I want the person I am failing to pay me more so I can get richer. He said he want to fail up. <laughs> I want to fail up like Jimbo. <laughs> if you fire this man, I don't know what the buyout is now. If you fire this man, it's it was ninety five million before December of last year. Maybe it's just a cool, you know, eighty something million or so. Haynes King is not it. We saw the first. I watched the first game last week. I saw one half. Haynes King ain't it. If I can see that with my regular. Do not have 35 years of college football experience, Oz. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? What do, what's going on? Can somebody explain this to me? Why are they ranked number six based on what? Because they beat Bama? Who cares? I saw Bo Nix beat Bama. I saw Gus Malzahn beat Bama. How are they doing? How's it looking? Does that make them good quarterbacks? Does that make Gus Malzahn a good coach? No. Beating Bama doesn't mean shit if you can't beat <laughs> Bama every week. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. And you know what? In the back of my head, I'm thinking, so he must do that like real fast talk thing when he get in there with the board. Hey, Jimbo, y'all don't look so good this week. Oh, you know, man, we're just going to, uh, we're, we're going to get together. You know, it's just something we got to uh, take care of. And yeah, uh, hey, you know, he's going to be, he's going to look great. It's going to be, it's going to be real good. Does, does anybody fall for that? Does whoever's writing the checks at Texas A&M fall for that? Does that happen? It can't be that simple. You can't get to be that wealthy and fall for a con man like that. Like you, if I heard anybody talking that fast, I'm going to stop listening to him and walk away. But somebody up in that administration just loves to hear this man talk. And he must talk his way right out of any consequences and right into a pay raise every time he fails. I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous. Now, now I'm convinced. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I want more money right now for doing less than I've been doing recently. Everybody listen. War Report, we, we, we full-time. Ike is full-time. Mike is full-time. B. Will is full-time. Listen, y'all. Um, 
I quit doing the pods. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to tweet from now on. All right. I'm going to make statements about how we haven't seen quarterback in 30 years so good. And then <laughs> I want $10,000 more per month than I'm getting right now. Because that's the Jimbo Fisher plan. So thank you all. I'm going to put my request in officially and formally to, to make that happen. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm done. What did we see?